This is Around the Rim with LaChina Robinson. Hello, basketball fans. That's right. It's your women's basketball podcast, ESPNW podcast, that is, Around the Rim. I am your host, LaChina Robinson, joined once again by my fabulous producer. I just use fabulous every time because there's just not a better way to describe you. Um, but Tarika Foster Brasby. So hey, girl. Hey, you're so sweet. Hey, hey, sometimes. Um, so Chanae is not with us this week. I know we, we jumped in last week and we're like, hey, Chanae's back. But she's super important. And so she has a taping with Sports Center. Um, so she's not going to be on the show this week. But that's okay because she'll be back um, bringing her energy and all her uh, all her nuggets to the show. But, Tarika, we've got a lot to talk about. We have a great show for you guys today. Deverell Peters is going to jump in and co-host with us. Um, so Dev and I are going to dish a little bit about a few things going on around women's basketball. Down and Dirty with Deverell. If you haven't checked that out, you definitely need to because she has a platform of her own. And um, we love it so we'll bring dev in and then yeah we're just gonna have some fun around some random topics but first of all speaking of random topics on my clipboard just a couple of things that you guys should know WNBA season pretty much just started because the Minnesota Lynx just lost their first game of the season can you believe it they were nine and oh and you won't believe who took them out the Connecticut Sun Tarika's home team. Come on, Tarika. This is where you're supposed to. Yeah, I know. I'm super excited for them. Yes, yes, yes. Well, the Connecticut Sun in St. Paul. It was Jasmine Thomas and Alyssa Thomas scored 20 points each. And the Connecticut Sun handed Minnesota their first loss of the season, 98 to 93. Uh, Alyssa Thomas is 20 or her season high. Um, she hit the 1,000 point mark with her, for her career. She's also the AP player of the week. She had a huge game. Um, they've won their fourth straight game. So that's a, a pretty big deal. Uh, not to mention John Quell Jones is the WNBA player of the week. Um, second year of the WNBA and just really killing the game, her mm-hmm. ability to rebound, filling in well for Cheney, who is out for the season. So now that the Minnesota Lynx have lost a game, now we can get going. So we'll <laughs> keep our eyes on that. Also, fans, keep in mind that we are celebrating uh, the 45th anniversary of Title IX. And let me tell you, there is so much great stuff on ESPNW.com. I've already set my DVR because this Saturday – on ESPNU and Classic, they have tons of women's sports stuff. I mean, I, I have my DVR set. They're playing, like, old championship games from NCAA college basketball. Like, no matter what sports you love, make sure that you're checking um, the schedule for Saturday. They will have a Title IX celebration. Um, I think it's Saturday. I hope, I hope it's Saturday because if not, I'm going to go back and fix it. It's either Friday or Saturday. But anyway, so Title IX, we will have um, our own Title IX content next week. We will also next week revisit our, our Pat Summit Month. We, we call June Pat Summit Month because this is the month that she was born and also the anniversary of her passing, which is June 28th. So we'll do some special stuff on our next show. And do we have a drum roll? Can you drum roll for me? Come on, Tarika. Oh my God, I know that was I suck. So awful. That was oh terrible. <laughs> was that terrible? Yes, we need to work on that. We okay. need to work on that. I'm gonna come back um, next week with a bomb drum roll. Watch. Yes, please do. We need you to. Um, yes, we need you to work on that. Um, so fans will be excited. The three point contest is returning to WNBA All Star Weekend. That's right. The WNBA announced that. 
they are bringing the three-point contest back. I know we were all chomping at the bits to add some of those special games back to the to the all-star experience. You know, I mean, we have the game, but then you watch the guys. They have the skills. They have the three-point. Mm-hmm. They have the dunk. So, um, yeah, this is the first three-point competition at WNBA All-Star in eight years. So, we are really excited about that. Uh, that will take place at halftime of the All-Star game, which, don't forget, is July 22nd, 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ABC. Tariqa, how do you feel about that? Bring I'm back super excited about seeing it because we've got some great shooters in the league and the fact that it's in Seattle and to me, Seattle breeds some great shooters. You know what I mean? So I'm excited okay. to see it. I'm excited to see okay. it. Kelsey I'm, better I'm, be in it. I know that. I know. It's going to be interesting with the voting changing this year to see who makes all-star, um, you know, and, and who will be involved in the three-point shooting contest. Mm-hmm. It looks like, you know what, it, it doesn't even really say. Let's see. But I think, um, you know what happens when you get the fans involved with the all-star voting? People have to promote and they have to push themselves. And I think that's going to be fun, too. People are going to really want to want to get that fan vote to get themselves in the game. Oh, yeah. The Connecticut Sun have turned it up to the next level. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all the creativity they're showing with their all star candidates has been really, really impressive. So anyway, um, we'll talk more about the three point shooting contest and all star um, as you know, the summer goes on. But that's it for my clipboard. And we are going to head into the first quarter. First quarter. That's right, fans. We are in the first quarter, which means we are blowing the whistle. And I want to welcome to the show um, Notre Dame great and WNBA standout, none other than Chicago's finest, Devereaux Peters. Welcome to the show, Dev. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Dev, um, fans may or may not know you are not playing this season. Give us a little update about how you're doing and what you've been up to. Um, I've been in therapy. It's actually been going really well. So I actually had a doctor's appointment yesterday and he cleared me for some basketball workouts, which I am extremely excited about. Yay! Um, yep. I'm ahead of schedule. So I'm, I'm really excited to get back on the court a little bit and, you know, get ready for next season pretty much. And other than that, um, I just been spending a lot of time with my family. Uh, I'm doing a couple of basketball camps this summer. Um, so it's, it's going to be a interesting summer for me. Now these basketball camps are in Chicago. Yes. Um, one is at my old high school, um, Fenwick in Oak Park, um, July 14th. And the other is in Streamwood at the Streamwood Park District, August 5th. Details on that at my website, com. All the info is on there. Really excited for it. It's called Go-Getter Camp. Should be fun. Fans, you heard it, devpeters.com. Definitely go and sign your kids up because let me tell you what Dev can teach your kids. Dev can teach your kids how to be, just have the nastiest attitude in the game, like Kevin Garnett (laughs) type attitude. That's the one thing I loved about Dev is that, you know, often sometimes post players are soft, right? Let's just be honest. um is a ferocious player. I mean, just the attitude, the chip on her shoulder, the rebound. If you want to talk trash, she could talk trash. I mean, however you want. She's not going to teach your kids how to talk trash. But <laughs> um, she definitely um, was just, and, and, and in the future will be, I'm say was past tense, but when you get back on your feet, an outstanding player to watch, great rebounder, can do anything on the floor, including shoot the high post, Jay. So anyway, 
Bring your kids to Dev's camp. Um, so, Dev, we've got a couple things we're going to talk about on the show, and I want to start out with some major WNBA news. And to do that, I want to start with some sound from one Kobe Bryant who spoke to our Holly Rowe. I saw you stand up on your feet and applaud her when she set the all-time scoring record. What went through your mind on her behalf? It's well-deserved. I mean, to be that great for so many years is a testament to her, to her work ethic, to her commitment to the game, her intellect and uh, sacrifice. And just a phenomenal athlete. Now, if you're wondering who she is, she, who Kobe is referring to, is the WNBA's all-time leading scorer. That is none other than Phoenix Mercury star Diana Taurasi. She scored more than 14 points to become the WNBA's all-time leading scorer on Sunday afternoon against the L.A. Sparks. She is now at the very top by herself with 7,494 career points um, after scoring a total of 19 in their loss in L.A. Now, the previous WNBA leading scorer was Houston Comets and L.A. Sparks star Tina Thompson, um, who had 7,488 points in her 17-year career. Um, and Tarazi got hit her number in her 13th season. Uh, and there was someone else who took notice to what Diana accomplished, and that was one LeBron James. And it's just interesting, Dev, seeing these these NBA players. You know, LeBron went on uninterrupted, gave a whole spiel about how he respected Diana. Um, you know, they've spent time together in the Olympics, that whole deal. Um what does it mean to have these NBA players chiming in on, on this on this accomplishment? I love when NBA players make it a point, you know, to speak on the WNBA and, and especially players' accomplishments because um, they do watch and they do pay attention um, and they follow um, because WNBA players are great at what we do, period. Um, and I know, you know, as a league, there's a lot of disrespect around us, um, but they really watch. Nobody forces them to watch. They watch because they respect us. Um, and I think those moments really show um, when you have players like Diana making accomplishments like that and nobody's begging them, you know, to, to make a statement or tweet about it. They do it because, like I said, they respect us. So I, I really love and appreciate um, when they do things like that because it really just shows, um, you know, that we know what we're doing <laughs> and that right. um, players, especially like Diana, are just um, great with basketball players, period. Not even women's basketball, basketball. Yeah, I mean, it was it's genuine. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody is, is pushing these guys. Uh, you know, let's mention the fact that Kobe was actually at the game where she broke the record, courtside with his two daughters, and Holly Rowe was also there, which is how she got the interview. Shout out to Holly. She's always working. But these are two of the greatest players. Um, and, you know, and LeBron, who we talked about last week, said uh, – you know where we can find him this summer? We can find him at a WNBA game, like just unsolicited after he lost in the finals. So one thought I had was, you know, I, I'm starting to care less about people that don't respect women's basketball and really just showing love to those who do. Like if two of the greatest players to ever play the game, we're not talking about women's basketball or men's basketball. We're talking basketball. If two of the greatest to ever play show high levels of respect for the WNBA, why do we care? You know, about what what everyone else, who these random guys are in their kitchen or in their basement who never <laughs> played, are saying about our game, you know? Absolutely. I agree 100%. I mean, these players know what they're talking about, and they know what they're doing, and they know what they see. So, I mean, the rest is irrelevant. 
Well, let's hear from Diana in terms of what she thought about getting shouted outs from Kobe and LeBron. I mean, they're the homies, you know. I grew up watching Kobe play. He was my idol. Uh, you know, Bron and I, we've, we've been playing um, side by side from the Olympics. I've been watching his career. You know, obviously he's done some amazing things, and he's going to go down as, you know, probably the best ever. Uh, you know, when guys like that um, show you some love, it feels good. Um, you know, it, it, it's the basketball world is a small community, and we all really support each other, and we want each other to do really well. So that brings up the question um, about the GOAT. And ESPN um, had a discussion uh, on their site just about, okay, so who is the greatest player? You know, is it Diana? Is it Maya? Is it Tina? Is it Cynthia Cooper? When you start to have that conversation with people, Dev, what are some things that you think um, come into play when you think about the greatest WNBA player of all time? Mm, for me, personally, I think it's their attitude going into each game. Um, one thing I love about Diana um, is that, you know, she's one of the coolest people, you know, you, you've ever met. She, she's real down to earth, just a real cool person. But once you step on the court, it's all business. We're not friends. We're not homies. I don't know you. <laughs> I'm trying to take you out. So, I mean, I just love that about her is that, um, her passion for the game and what she brings to every single game. And um, for me, I, I think that's one of the uh, biggest factors for me, and that's why I consider Diana, you know, to me she's GOAT. I, I just think she's a, Ooh, a great player and just how, how she's able to change a team. And, and for me, one of the biggest things was a, a couple of years ago when she moved to the point guard position and mm. was leading an assist and still doing everything else you needed to do for the team. I mean, it's hard to switch the point guard. Point guard, I think, is the hardest position on the court. And, and she did it with such ease and was still able to contribute to her team as a passer and a scorer. I, I mean, she's just an amazing player. Yeah. Wow. So you're going to put it down that Diana's the GOAT. And I'm, I'm gonna, I am going to add a plus one to that. You know, it's a, it's a difficult conversation to have because I'll tell you, one Tamika Catchings – um, is it is an interesting individual, and we'll talk a little bit about her later as well. But when you look at Tamika's resume, four-time Olympic gold medalist, twelve-time All WNBA, um, she was an MVP. She's been a Finals MVP. Uh, she has she's a five-time Defensive Player of the Year. Um, she retired as the WNBA's leading career rebounder and number two scorer at that time. She's been surpassed by Diana, but. I definitely think she's in that conversation. The thing that keeps her out of out of where Diana is, I think, is the championships. You know, Diana yeah. has three championships. Uh, Maya has three. Cynthia Cooper has four. There are also some some other players. People talk about Lauren Jackson, Cheryl Miller, and Myers. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, Cheryl swoops obviously, Lisa Leslie. But I think at the end of the day, the championships, the attitude, you're absolutely right. She's number one in scoring. That can't be, I mean, disputed. She's number one. Um, but it can I, be yeah. disputed. Y'all okay, just don't want bring it in. Dispute, okay. You have to understand that the game is so different when people talk about the GOAT. And it's very difficult to talk about the GOAT in the WNBA in comparison to other sports because you have a, a, a much bigger history and a much bigger foundation with other sports. With this one only being 20 years old, you have to evaluate 
how players played then and the opportunities that were available then versus now. And that's why it's hard for me to put her over Cynthia Cooper. At the time when Cynthia Cooper came in the league, let's not forget she did it at 34 years old, okay? She came in the league shutting it down, four WNBA titles, took some time off, came back, and was still one of the best players in the league. And it's a little different when you think about it now because some of the opportunities that Diana had as far as to grow and, and ways to mentor herself to become a better player, players like Cynthia didn't have when they entered, to league, entered the league. So I think it's a little tough to put her number one right now. I don't Well, I here's don't the thing know. with that. Here's the thing with that. I mean, the competition versus when Cynthia Cooper played now is insane. Uh, the played back then is crazy. Like, I think it's harder to do what Diana has done now because the game is faster, players are stronger, they're more athletic, they're more versatile. So I understand what you're saying, and gosh, to do it at that age is incredible. And, um, you know, you have your vote. But I just think it's harder now, just based on how much the game has grown over the last 20 years, or 16 even since, since Cynthia Cooper I can't try to think of when she retired, but I think it's more difficult to do. Well, that's what let's let's this is what we should do, LaChina. We should give our fans listening to Around the Rim an opportunity to get in on this conversation. So if they're listening right now, they should tweet us who they think is the GOAT. What do you think? I think that'd be pretty cool. I think that would be hashtag around the rim. If you want to weigh in on who you think the goat is and we will um, report the results next week. So you can vote as many times as you want and whoever the finalists are based on Twitter, we will, we'll talk about next week. We'll weigh in. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. Dev, you in? Yep. I'm in there. there All right. Third quarter scouting report. So moving along, I wanted to actually mention real quickly that um, Tamika Catchings is going to have her jersey retired on Saturday, June 24th. Um, I ran down a list of her accolades earlier on, but, you know, this gives us another chance to just revisit what Tamika has, has meant to the game. Dev, what in your eyes has, has Tamika meant to uh, women's basketball? Um, for me, Tamika is huge, not only because, like you said, you know, all her accolades and she's an amazing player. You know, you can't argue anything about that. Um, but she's an amazing person. And not only has she done it on the court, but she's done it off the court as well. Um, um, she has her Catch the Stars Foundation. And, and she's just done so much in the community. And as far as pushing women's basketball, um, she's really um, been just huge for the game. And, and um, it's just uh, amazing. I, I was really blessed to be able to play with her for a final year. And it's awesome to see um, her jersey getting retired. Yeah, I mean, what what was that like playing with Catch? Um, um, you know, like, what, what do you think she bought to, since you had front row seats, what does she bring to her team? Just her energy, you know, like she does not quit. And um, she's known as the hardest worker in the league for a reason. She's always in the gym, on the court. She, you know, she's doing everything that you need to do to win the game. You know, um, she's diving on uh, on the floor to get balls. She's doing little, literally every little thing that you would need, she does. And um, even it, with it being her last year, you know, some players, you know, they're winding down. They're just kind of out there, you know, um, trying to make it their last year and enjoy it and uh, soak it all in. But 
um, Ketch is a competitor. You know, every time she steps on the court, she's competing and um, she's giving everything she has. There's never a question of if um, she gave her all in a game. And um, it's crazy to just be able to play with a player like that. It's awesome. And it was a lot of fun. Um, Ketch is just a great person. Yeah, and you know the part that I think gets overlooked with Tamika Catchings is that she was the player, the president of the Players Union starting in 2004. So to think of all the work she's had to put in in terms of collective bargaining agreements and just pushing the league forward, that's where I swear I'm just so in awe because she could have said, okay, that's someone else's responsibility. But the number of meetings, the people you have to deal with, the vision you have to have for the league when you're in that position, and you've got to speak for all players in the league, you know? And so not only did she give her all on the court, but she was a a huge part of making sure that the WNBA continued to grow and was successful. And I just, I think the world, Tamika. So fans, don't forget, we want to hear from you. That's right. Tarika, Chanae, and I want to know how you think we're doing on Around the Rim. If you're listening to us via the Apple podcast, make sure you write a review and rate us. You can also subscribe. So you're the first to get every episode as soon as it drops also on the espn app if you're listening to us there you can rate and subscribe and hit us up on twitter my twitter handle is at lachina robinson tarika foster brasby our producer is at chino sports underscore and chanae ogumake is at chanae 321 and don't forget the hashtag around the rim third quarter scouting report One topic I wanted to talk about, which is not WNBA related, but it is women's basketball related. And it's something that's really important is Oral Roberts women's basketball team suffered a terrible tragedy when one of their players, Ashley Beatty, was found dead in her dorm room on on Thursday night. And they're still investigating the cause of her death, but they're investigating it as a suicide. And um, they said there was no foul play involved. And so this is shaping up, even though, you know, again, it's it's not official quite yet, but it's shaping up to to look like another situation where a, a young person has taken their own life. And we experienced this earlier in the year with Northwestern and, you know, Anuka Brown, who is the NCAA's vice president for women's basketball has been on Twitter, you know, just saying, you know, what do we need to do? Um, Lynn Dunn is someone who has been, you know, active just saying, Hey, what are we missing? What do we need to be paying attention to? Is there something we're missing here with these young people that, you know, they are in this place where they feel like their only option is to take their own life? Um, I don't know if I would say it's something necessarily missing. Um, I know for me personally, um, depression runs in my family. Um, so mental health is something that we discuss often. And, um, you know, sometimes I think a common misconception, you know, with with situations like that is that people think that, you know, like it may be a situation where people are just feeling down about, you know, situations. And um, maybe if they tell their friends or talk to somebody about them, they feel like they can take them out and maybe, you know, um, just do simple things to try to cheer them up. But that's not always the case. It it can be a chemical imbalance, you know, so there's mm-hmm. issues, you know, further than what you can just do as a friend. And sometimes it's just a matter of people need to get help. It's not something that they can, you know, handle on their own. Um, and I think a lot of people sometimes try to 
um, internalize and, and, and handle it by themselves. Um, when it's not their fault, it's, it's something that's literally chemical um, and it's nothing that they can do unless they go see someone and get help or maybe get medication or something like that. So um, I definitely think it's just something that needs to be talked about more um, and maybe open those doors to help people, you know, lead them to uh, different people to be able to get the help that they need. Um, because it's definitely not something that can always be help, um, done on their own. And it's not always something that, you know, family or friends can help with. Um, sometimes you need professional help to um, figure out what's going on and why people feel the way that they do. You bring up a wonderful point, and that is that it is mental health. I mean, that word health is there for a reason because there are, Many facets, whether it's physical, mental, there are all kind of things that go into how you feel. And, you know, I think if anything, we can't be afraid to have these conversations like you and I are talking about this right now. And whoever, if you're listening to this show, we're not experts by any means um, on this topic. So, um, you know, we're just really trying to, to talk about it because it obviously needs to be talked about. And if anything, exposing young people to where they can get help, you know, making sure they always know whether it's a, it's a hotline. I mean, it's hard for anyone to admit that they need help. And sometimes you don't even know you need help. Um, And so that's why I think paying attention to, you know, the people around us and and just trying to be um, as observant, even though that doesn't always help, but, you know, being nice, (laughs) you know, like just Mm -hmm. trying to not just be worried about what you're doing in your own space, but, you know, what is going on in the lives of other people. And and if you see changes, maybe speaking up, or if you see things that you didn't see before in someone, or if you have a conversation that sticks with you, being willing to speak up about it. And I think um, it was Lynn Dunn, and I'm going to try to find it before we get off here, but I think she actually shared a website where um, young people can go and find information, you know, if if they need someone to talk to or if they're struggling and that kind of thing. And I think getting that information out is really important as well. Um, you know, I've definitely struggled with uh, multiple things, but definitely there have been times in my life where I did feel hopeless, where it was like, okay, what else, what am I going to do? I can't talk to anybody, those kind of things. And, you know, I'm the kind of person I have my faith to rely on. And thank goodness I have that, but yeah. it's not easy. Tarika, Tarika, do you have any uh, thoughts on this, on this topic? Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because I just, uh, last month was mental health awareness month in May. And I actually had an opportunity to talk to your teammate, actually, uh, Imani Boyette, because she is one who is a strong advocate for a mental health awareness. And uh, she basically was one of the ones who opened my eyes to the issues that, you know, people in certain situations face where they do feel like they don't have someone to talk to or they do feel like they don't have anyone, you know, to provide them with the answers and the support that they really need. And uh, I appreciate people like her and like yourself and like Dev and like Lynn who are just basically saying I'm here. And I think sometimes that it's just really something simple that people need to hear. Just I'm here. You're not alone. You know that there are others who are in this fight with you, who go through what you go through. And just to offer that kind of support really goes a long way. Yeah. And to know that we all struggle. I mean, I'm here on the show saying I I struggle, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm sure we've all had our moments where we felt helpless or hopeless. So it's nothing to be ashamed of. And the other part of that is what Dev mentioned. If it's a, when you say mental health, 
sometimes it's beyond what we can give someone, mm-hmm. you know, you, they need medical help, you know, whether it's a chemical imbalance or they need to see a doctor for whatever reason. So being able to say, you know, this is not just your friend who's going through a bad breakup. We need help beyond what I may be able to offer. And I think the more we talk about those things, um, you know, hopefully it gets easier for people to, to reach out and say, hey, I, I don't know what I need to do, but do you think you could help me figure out my way or, or point me in the right direction? You are struggling. Um and would just want someone to talk to. We do have the number for the National Suicide Prevention Line. It's 1-800-273-8255. And in particular for student athletes, there is um, an NCAA resource, www.ncaa.org backslash health dash and dash safety backslash medical dash condition backslash mental dash health, or you can just go online and search student athlete um, mental health. So we do want to send our thoughts and prayers to Oral Roberts and and their team and their staff and their entire school and obviously Ashley Beatty's family, um, because we are definitely saddened by this tragedy. Fourth quarter. Out of bounds. That's right, guys. It's the fourth quarter, and we asked Devereaux to stick around because I believe that Tarika wants to go out of bounds on Dev and ask a few questions. What's up, Tarika? I absolutely do because I know, first off, I want to know where in the world did you come up with this name, Down and Dirty with Devereaux? Because that, for one, is super unique. And two, it's definitely a play on words because when I hear the name versus what the content is, I might be a little confused. So give us a little bit more information (laughs) on that. Okay, so it, it, um, it started, the whole vlog started actually as um, my family, when I would go overseas, I've had some really wild, crazy experiences. Um, and I usually tweet about it or tell my family about it and talk about it. And I'm pretty unfiltered with, you know, um, what goes on. I'm pretty honest and open. And so um, they told me that, you know, I should write a book about it. I'm like, I ain't writing a book, but I can do, you know, like a YouTube or a blog about it. And so that's how it came about. And so when we came to the name and, um, and trying to figure out a logo and all that, I had this picture um, I was I took joking around with her, like a rubber glove right before I was about to start cleaning. Um, and so I had actually Skylar's husband made my logo for me um, from that picture. And I'm like, all right, what kind of name could I have for this? Um, and considering that all my friends consider me pretty outgoing and unfiltered and I kind of just say what I'm thinking, um, you know, I get to the nitty gritty, so I figured I'd call it down and dirty <laughs> with Devereaux. Um, so that's how that came about. And what exactly, what is this show? Like, I, I've seen it, so I know. But explain to the fans kind of the concept, where they can find it, how often, those kind of things. Um, so down and dirty, I actually shoot in the off season, um, our off season. Um, and it's kind of grown um it started off being about my stories overseas um and then it's grown into different topics as far as um the side of the WNBA and players that you don't really get to see um I feel like because we're gone for about seven months 
in the off season. Um, there's a lot that people don't know about us and about what we're doing. There's a lot that people don't know about our experiences overseas or even in WNBA. So um, I cover a wide range of topics um, from what we do overseas, what our life is like overseas, to um, what goes on, you know, in the WNBA and how certain issues are handled. Um, I, I cover a wide range. And then, you know, a lot of people, um, I, I started to get a lot more viewers and um, a lot of people actually contact me or email me um, about things that they want to hear about. And I'll talk about that. So um, I'm kind of, you know, everywhere, but it's mostly just focused on getting to know um, the WNBA a little bit better and, and the players. Um, and you can watch it on my website, DevPeters.com. Um, it has all the episodes on there. So it's fun. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I've seen a couple episodes. I think one you had Simone Mm -hmm. on, I think. Yeah. um, Was one Um, of the episodes I saw. Yeah, she, um, this offseason was like her first real year she took off from playing basketball. Um, So I went down to Louisiana and um, just talked to her about, you know, why she decided to take off and what has it been like to play through all these years and not really get a break. Cause I think that's one aspect that people don't really realize like WNBA players really have about, if you, you know, if you're lucky about two weeks off a year um, mm-hmm. that we're not actually playing or don't have any obligations. It's, it's very rare that we have much more than that um, without actually taking off. Um, so uh, I talked to her about that and got to go down to the boot and see what she did mm-hmm. down there during her time off. It is it cool. Now, look, have you heard of this particular show that I'm about to mention? Because what I've noticed is that what may start off as just a simple blog on YouTube or something I'm just doing for my website has ended up being huge in the long run where people are craving for it. The next thing you know, uh, stations and networks are craving for it. And what was one small thing ended up being like one of the best shows ever. So if you've heard of this show called Insecure... This particular right. show was a YouTube show at one point too, and now I'm craving for July to get here so that I can watch Man. season two. So with that being said, you may be onto something a little bit bigger than what you may be giving it credit for, considering that we are in need of more platforms for women athletes and for women basket women's basketball in particular. So what are your thoughts about, you know, the potential of this being much bigger than maybe what you're giving it credit for? Man, I, I mean, I would hope it is. I would love it to get to that point. Um, I was a film and television major. So, I mean, that would be awesome. But um, I mean, like you said, I'm, I'm just really just trying to, you know, give another aspect to, you know, women's basketball and, and really get more positive stories out there. Um, Cause we definitely need, need them. And, and um, I think people don't get enough um, of really the other side of, of the players is, you know, there's so much basketball, the NBA side, you know, um, they have everything in off season. You see their workouts, you see what they're doing with their families. You see there's nonstop coverage and, and we haven't really got to that point yet. So I, I'm just trying to, push us and try to move us in the right direction so we can get there one day. 
And Deb, we appreciate that because you're absolutely right. Like we need more. And shout out to everyone who is doing their little part on women's basketball because there, there's, you know, the game is what's big, and the rest of us are just doing our little parts to try to, you know, make it become something big. You know, because we all believe in it. Yourself, you know, and obviously Tariq and I believing in what we're doing for around the rim, and that's kind of how how it starts. You know, a few crazy people who are willing to step outside of their box. They believe in something like we believe in women's basketball. And we want to share with the world and we've already seen, you know, uh, monumental growth, you know, as far as viewership and online content. And I mean, the WNBA in particular is growing, but we need more, you know, we need more people in the stands. We need more support. We need more respect. So. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Fans, check out Down and Dirty with Devereaux and uh, do your little part. You know, if you believe in the WNBA, make some kind of commitment, buy tickets, uh, watch a game, share with a friend, uh, or start your own platform. You might be big time like Dev one day. Okay. So, Dev, <laughs> so Dev thank you so much for joining the show. We appreciate it. We will definitely have you back when you when you come up with your segment, because we want you to do a segment on the show. When you figure out what you want that to be, um, we'll have you back, okay? And if you need sure. any stand-ins, any just somebody to just be sitting in the background doing absolutely nothing, I I got you. I'm gonna speak out. You, <laughs> you can you yep, you can borrow Tarika. Thank you, thank you so much, Deb. We appreciate you and good luck with your camps. Thank you so much. Well, fans, that is it. That concludes our second installment of Around the Rim for this summer's WNBA season. But don't forget, next week. Chanae, Tariq, and I will be back, whether it's the ESPN app or it is the Apple podcast. Make sure you're listening to Around the Rim and continue to support women's basketball on television, online, ESPN, ESPNW, WNBA.com. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Around the Rim. Check out more podcasts from ESPN on the ESPN app.